It's a beautiful day in the universe. You're listening to Cosmically Yours, a podcast with intuitive astrologer Kara James. I'm glad you're here. Not just listening in, I'm glad you're here on the planet. The world needs you to claim your brilliance, and in these weekly audio letters, I hope to inspire you to do just that. It's November 22nd, 2020. This is Kara James, intuitive astrologer in Portland, Oregon. It's good to be back with you. It's hard to believe so much time has gone by since my last show and hard to believe we're almost at December. This year has just flown by in some ways and in other ways it's just dragged on. Uh, time is quite a quite a funny thing, but I hope you're having a good weekend and looking forward to the celebratory week ahead. I know I've had a good time. I just finished watching the Netflix show, The Queen's Gambit. Have you caught it yet? It's about a child prodigy in chess. It's absolutely beautiful. The writing is uh, impeccable. The acting is beautiful. And the set design, gosh, I mean, they did all these uh, incredible, you know, retro um, halls and hotels and auditoriums. And just uh, the lavish design is just a feast for the eyes. I hope you'll check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, but the big takeaway for me is that now I have the song Fever stuck in my head. Uh, if you've seen the show, you know the scene I'm talking about. You know that uh, old song, a fever in the morning, fever all through the night, you give me fever. Oh man, I cannot get that out of my head. It's just going around and around. And perhaps it's the Pisces moon, you know, Pisces is the archetype of the musician. So this is a rhythmic weekend, a time of creativity and inspiration. So however you flow with that, whether it's um, getting inspired by that show or um, however else you've kind of dug into the the good vibes this weekend, I hope you've enjoyed enjoyed it. Um, yeah, this show, though, it, it's really fascinating. I, it got me thinking a lot about the archetype of Virgo, right? That analytical piece that's that's so needed in chess. And um, we often lose sight of the other aspects of Virgo and the beauty that we find in simplicity, the beauty in order, uh, the beauty in the mundane. And the, the main character in that show, Elizabeth Harmon, sums it up so well when she's being questioned about what it is that she likes about chess. And she says, chess is beautiful. I just loved, loved that. You know, you can't not see astrological archetypes in everywhere you look when you're an astrologer. So there was Virgo right there in the show. Um, yeah, anyway, can't stop, won't stop singing. And it feels good to have energy again. I'm feeling it. I hope you're feeling it too. There's this sense of direction and momentum what feels like the first time this year, I'll talk a little bit more about that, but it just feels so great to have energy in again in a year that has felt so confining in so many ways. So uh, pat yourself on the back. You've made it through the most difficult part of the year astrologically, at least from a collective standpoint. Um, we've gone through the Saturn and uh, excuse me, Saturn and Pluto conjunctions. We've gone through the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, so two big cycles that we're both starting this year. And we've got a little more energy ahead um, and hopefully a little bit lighter, um, but we've, we've made it through the toughest part of the year. Um, you know, we've had all these outer planets in, I shouldn't say all, but most of the outer planets in Earth signs this year. So if you're a, a, a fire type, if you're an air type, if you're 
you know, you've got a lot of these, uh, a lot of your personal planets and signs uh, like these. It's been an especially confining year because Earth is steady and stable and it moves slowly. And um, of course, it's getting shaken up by all the planets that are there, but it's been an especially tough year for people with fire and air in their charts. Fire having a hard time being contained at home, <laughs> being social, liking to get out and about. Um, air does a little bit better from that perspective, but still, this is a year that's been so hard to to breathe. We've had so much uh, of that theme in society, right? We see that in uh, George Floyd uh, and his tragic death saying, I can't breathe. We have that in, uh, you know, COVID patients who can't breathe, who are actually on ventilators. We have that in all of us having to wear masks when we go outside, which makes it hard for us to breathe. Uh, This is a year very much lacking in air. And uh, from a Chinese perspective, if you follow Chinese medicine or uh, the Chinese zodiac, this is a metal rat year. And metal is the sign uh, associated with the lungs, the organ of breath, um, also associated with the emotion of grief. So lots of interesting things to note about um, the time we're in, this lack of air. And I'm pleased to say that in the coming weeks, we're going to have a whole fresh a uh, fresh breath of air coming coming our way. I'll talk about that more in a minute. Uh, going into 2020, uh, around this time last year, I led a series of workshops and webinars that I called Making Magic. And it was talking about how we were going to make magic in 2020. Now, I'm not completely naive. I knew 2020 was going to be a difficult year, but I called it Making Magic because... I knew 2020 would hand us a lump of coal or a lump of lead, and I was seeing us as alchemists. It was our work this year to take whatever we've been handed and, you know, um, smelt it and uh, forge it and make it into something beautiful, something useful, um, something, something valuable. And you know, throughout this, I knew we'd have a lot of resistance. I didn't yet know about COVID. I didn't know how the planets were going to be exactly expressing themselves. But I knew this would be a year where we experienced an extreme of resistance, be that internal resistance or external resistance. And there's something about resistance, isn't there? It shows us that there's energy there in some way. I think about it uh, with my son. So my son is 12 years old. And, you know, over the years as a mom, you're always curious, do you like anybody in your class? And so, you know, you'll you'll ask a name and, you know, you kind of hear you hear names here and there and you think, oh, maybe he's got a little crush on somebody. So, um, you know, whenever you say a name and he's especially irritated that you're mentioning that person's name, you know, there's something there, right? There's resistance, there's energy there, um, which gives us a clue that there's, uh, there's something more to be said or more to be seen. So that's just, of course, me teasing my, my little boy. But it's this year has been helpful for us to look at where our resistance lies. And what does that to teach us? What's meaningful behind that resistance? So if it's society, (laughs) you know, the, um, uh, you know, if you're in business for yourself, you know, the, the times have put 
a form of resistance on you, right? They, they've said, no go, this is going to be, you know, the way you've done business before is not the way it's going to work anymore, right? Everything is being restructured one way or another. But it also could be that you're experiencing internal resistance um, around how you're going to flow with the changes or how you're really willing to step up in some way. So I'm hoping that you've been able to get some of those messages. Now we've gone through a lot of time uh, since uh, these big, big planets, outer planets got the storyline going around whatever it was going to stir up in you in your life. And uh, you're starting to you know, process that and start getting ready to move forward. When I first moved to Portland, I worked at Powell's Books, a wonderful bookstore, a city of books in downtown Portland. It was my, you know, job out of college, just moved to town, needed a place, um, you know, to get a few hours. And uh, I noticed there were certain sections of the bookstore that I did not want to go to. I felt resistance to even just going to those sections of the bookstore. The Pearl Room was one. That's where all of the art books are, the gallery books, and the Red Room, which had all the metaphysics in it. And that showed me something like, why, why am I so resistant to going into the art room and the metaphysics room? Well, it's because I'm an artist. And I'm, at the time I wasn't an astrologer, but I was going to be an astrologer and I could feel there was something there for me, but I just, I was having a hard time accepting it. I was having a hard time pushing through based on, well, some of it, art stuff was just my own uh, internal critic and the uh, metaphysics stuff had a lot to do with the the way I grew up um, that made it hard to accept I might be into some strange things, right? So there was information there for me in that resistance. And I finally worked up the courage and, you know, and same at the library, went and got some books that were a little edgy for me and, um, and really leaned into that fear to that growing, uh, growing edge. And, um, I'm so glad I did like, you know, well, I still have a little work to do, right? I still have some work to do on the artistry and I have a lot to do on my voice. I felt a lot of resistance to getting on the podcast again, started it under a quick, uh, Aries sun and moon uh, just got it going and then the year got a little crazy and uh, I let my resistance take over but here I am and here you are you've made it through the toughest part of the year and um, sailing on into whatever is ahead for you oh, hopefully you've noticed the energies are getting lighter with each day the Planet Mars has been especially sticky for a lot of people in the last few months. Mars is our planet of action and energy and passion and drive and entrepreneurship. It likes to make things happen. It's our planet of getting things done. And it's been in the sign of Aries, which likes to get things done quickly, um, impulsively. It just wants to get going. It doesn't want to think things through too much, just like myself getting the podcast started. It's like, just, just do it. Just get out there. And uh, so Mars was speeding along through Aries, uh, reached the very end of Aries, and then went retrograde uh, two months ago. And when a planet goes retrograde, its energies act differently. It, it's not forward focused anymore. It's rethinking. It's going back, assessing, uh, assessing what it's been up to, what it's been doing. In this case, um, how our energy has been used. And it's been skulking around a certain part of your chart. Uh, teaching you lessons about that particular thing. 
and make be, maybe making aspects to different planets. So that may give even more information to uh, what Mars has been up to for you. Uh, but last week, Mars stationed and started moving direct. So there's this sense of in the last few months, Mars has brought a, a message around how we can best use our energy in this wild, wild year of everything shifting um, and, uh, you know, stabilizing, hopefully, as we continue to go forward. And Mars saying, here's the pathway. Here's where you need to put your energy and focus. And Mars is hanging out right now at 15 degrees of Aries. If you have a planet at 15 degrees of a cardinal sign, like Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, you're feeling this because Mars is moving so slowly. He is moving forward, but he's staying for a much longer period of time than normal at 15 degrees. So if you've got your sun there or your moon there, you may be a little hot under the collar, a little more irritable and feisty than normal. Um, take a look at your chart if you if you have it and um, and check it out. See if you have a planet around that degree. Um, you may be feeling it extra and just know it is shifting later in the week. It's going to be moving on to 16 degrees and it'll start picking up speed as we go forward. So there's this sense of an action plan that's been um, that's developing in us. And as Aries starts to move forward, we have a greater idea of, of what the time ahead may look like. And you may have had some big ahas, like, oh, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, maybe a certain service line or product that you have been working on, you know, is not, is not the one. It's not um, bringing the results. Or um, perhaps you're a manager and you've had some, you know, challenges with, um, you know, work relationships in some way, and you've figured out a better way of relating as a manager, as a boss. Um, so many different ways these lessons may have have come to us. Um, but Mars is moving forward, and Jupiter and Saturn, who have been some of the big change makers this year, uh, along with Pluto, who've been kicking up the COVID crisis, who've been uh, revealing what we need to see in society in terms of our authority structures, our, our power dynamics, um, who has power, who doesn't, uh, how we can make this society work better for all. Um, Saturn and Jupiter are finishing their tour through Capricorn and they're starting to move towards Aquarius. They will hit there in mid-December. And Aquarius is an air sign. So this is where we're starting to move into that space where we can breathe a bit more easily. I know I'm really, really looking forward to this time. So as we move into uh, air signs, we're going to bring some fresh air, <laughs> air with us. And uh, Sagittarius, though, we're, the sun just moved into Sagittarius right now. So even though um, we don't have the, the full movement into this next um, you know, big season, this great season where Saturn and Jupiter meet up in Aquarius, um, we're, we're already into the lighter times just by the sun moving into Sag. So this is our celebration time, right? This is where, um, where we gather with our family and friends normally might look a little differently uh, this year but we um, you know Saturn loves loves a party or excuse me uh, Sagittarius loves a party loves to celebrate and uh, enjoy itself so we have that lightness about us as well so there's several things Mars moving forward um, Saturn and Jupiter getting ready to make a big shift and uh, the sun moving into uh, Sagittarius saying it's time to <laughs> lighten up a little bit I'm really really enjoying these energies myself 
Um, meanwhile, we have Venus, our beautiful goddess who has um, just moved into Scorpio, um, joining Mercury there. So while we may be a little lighter on the surface in relationships and the things we're thinking about, there's still plenty of depth uh, with these planets moving through, uh, through Scorpio. So I want to give you a little sense of what the week looks like, what you might be able to expect. Um, you know, it's a little bit of a lighter week for a lot of folks as they may not be you know, in the office or, or having to work as much since it's typically, uh, you know, family time, but still good to have a sense of what's, what's happening in the world around us. We look a lot to the moon because the moon represents as a collective, some of the, the feelings that we may be feeling, um, you know, how we're experiencing the energies around us. And as I said, right now, we're in a creative and visionary, uh, rhythmic Pisces moon, um, tomorrow, Monday, November 23rd, um, a lot of beautiful aspects for the moon. Um, it's a, a create, again, a creative day an inspired day. There's a sense too of, um, gaining our vision and figuring out what type of action we want to take to make our dreams possible. Um, so really pay attention to any ahas that come to you on Monday. Um, yeah, moon and beautiful aspect to Mercury. So we have this, um, you know, inspired quality of getting, you know, easily getting messages um, from beyond, messages from the divine. Um, yeah, it's just a really, a really, really nice day. Uh, Mercury makes a nice aspect to Neptune as well. So yeah, just notice, uh, notice what comes up to you. Notice your dreams as well. That night, uh, Moon will be in an aspect with Pallas Athena. I have this idea of waking up with some kind of a strategy, waking up with um, something that we've been gifted in the night um, for us to do. Um, the next day, Tuesday, the 24th, the moon will shift into Aries before you get out of bed. So you're going to open up uh, or get out of the covers and um, get ready for a lot of action, get down to business, get down to work, right? Aries moon loves to take action and move quickly. So uh, if you if you feel a little um, off on Monday, you just want to kind of enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the floaty Pisces moon, um, go ahead if you can, and uh, get ready to get down to business on Tuesday as the moon moves into Aries. Um, the moon also will move into a, a gibbous phase. So there's this sense of kind of perfecting whatever it is that we've been working on, putting the pieces together, um, getting ready for the next uh, full moon. On uh, Wednesday, we continue with the moon in Aries. There's some more energy around um, getting things done. So maybe this is the push right before the holiday where we're able to um, access this um, this Aries moon so we can take a few days off, hopefully. Um, on Wednesday around 3.30 p.m., these are all Pacific Standard Times, uh, the moon is conjunct Mars. So it's a little bit feisty. The moon may be a little bit agitated. You may notice um, getting a little bit ruffled uh, in some way, but it can also be a really good moon, uh, a good time with the moon to take action. So really, um, uh, overall good thing. On Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving, the moon will continue to be in Aries. And because it's a cardinal sign, it's going to make hard aspects to Pluto and Jupiter. Um, so there's, oh, and of course the, uh, and of course Saturn. So the day that we're most likely to be with friends and family, at least in our small circles, if you can at least manage to be around a few people, um, is a little bit of a, a harder day emotionally. You may be wanting to move fast. <laughs> You've got all the energy to peel the potatoes and get the turkey in the oven, um, but you may be moving so fast that um, 
you know, it could rub, rub some other people the wrong way or vice versa. So just pay attention. Know that it's a little bit of a tensor day um, this week, Thursday, uh, as the moon makes some hard, hard aspects. Um, you know, but there's some good energies as well. You may have a good chat with your partner afterward. Maybe you and your parents get into it a little bit and then, you know, you're in bed that night and you're able to talk it through with your partner and have learned some things about those relationships. So anyway, just watch for Thursday. I know it'll be a little little feisty and just uh, slow down as you can <laughs> if you find yourself moving fast and um, just realize, hey, the moon's in Aries, right? Aries always likes a little bit of a fight. On Friday, um, and Friday, really pay attention to Friday. If you notice anything big in your world, um, really, really pay attention because Friday's a day that will mimic some of what's to come for the rest of 2021. Um, and it won't impact everybody. It's not, it might not be at a significant point in your chart. But on Friday, um, Venus in Scorpio is going to oppose Uranus in Taurus at um, seven degrees. And so there's this sense of uh, freedom in relationship. Uh, there's this sense of uh, freedom versus ownership. Venus in Scorpio really is deeply loyal and sometimes to the extreme likes to to own or possess the people that it it cares about deeply and uranus is a planet that uh, is associated with freedom of movement possibility openness so they're they're at odds with one another so notice if anything comes up for you around partnership that day or it may be around um, wealth it could be around um, well, I guess it could, it really depends on where it all is in your chart. Um, but if, if you notice anything on Friday, um, just pay attention because that storyline may come back a few times during 2021. Um, so it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a frenetic day. Um, uh, also with the moon there joining Uranus. So just notice you may feel a little bit more restless, a little bit, a little bit less, um, less settled. Also take a look at the stock market that day because Venus represents wealth. So, um, there may be some shifts or movement. I guess I don't even know, is the stock, mar stock market even open the day after Thanksgiving? You can tell I'm not that much into finance, but I'm curious now. And then on Saturday, uh, Neptune, who's been retrograding since mid-June, moves direct. So Neptune is our planet of uh, visions and dreams and possibilities. And so uh, you, may, you may not feel it. Not everybody feels Neptune's uh, shifts as much. But if you have a planet around 8 degrees, um, it's currently at 18 degrees of Pisces, you may notice it a little bit more, perhaps have a little bit more clarity of vision um, as Neptune starts to pick up. So those are the moons. That's the, the week ahead. And um, I'm going to be continuing to share with you what I see in the stars. Um, I'm going to try to do the show each Sunday, each week, so you can get a little snippet and get ready for the week ahead. Uh, thanks for joining me today. It's been a pleasure and have a beautiful week. Take care.